Hey everyone, Scott DeGrossier from the E-Commerce Insights Podcast, coming to you from the frozen tundra of Sugarbush, Vermont. Figured a great way to quarantine would be being up at a ski house and grabbing in some ski runs in between podcasts and other wicked CEO duties. Today is a very important podcast. It's about the upcoming changes that Apple's iOS 14 is going to impact on the marketing industry. And it's pretty significant. You know, at Wicked Reports, we were the first people to push CRM conversions, I should say, into Facebook's ad platform back in 2017, I believe. We were Google's platform API partner that was the first to push CRM conversions into the Google platform. Combine that with the patents we have pending in first-party data conversions, it makes me kind of uniquely qualified to talk about this stuff because I spent 20,000 hours on it. It just blows my mind I spent that much time on it. Anyway, so all those hours and all that time spent doing these things makes, uh, you know, now it's time to share what I know. So I've been talking to a number of people in the industry. I poured over all the Facebook docs. I poured over all the Google docs. I've participated in some intense threads with some sophisticated media buyer groups. And I've talked to my marketing partner managers and the support engineers that work on the product. So the changes are are very dramatic. So for those of you that aren't aware of what's going on or a a brief two-minute synopsis, when you're on your Apple device coming soon, you're going to see this ATT. It's asking, it's tracking transparency, which is going to say, do you want to allow Facebook, or this could be Snap or Pin or most other apps. So it's not just Facebook, but most of you are Facebook advertisers first. So I want to speak to that. Are you going to allow Facebook to track your website activity across the web? And then it says no. And then it says do not track. And then it says a yes track or yes, allow. And so in studies, uh, three quarters of the people say no. And this is a problem because Facebook's mobile traffic is 80% of their traffic is mobile. And, you know, two thirds of that at least is iOS. So you're talking half of the data half of the possible people you're going to target are, are going to now be opted out of tracking. So, and so opted out of tracking, how this occurs is that Apple has something called IDFA, Identification for Advertisers. And it allows people to go ping uh, this particular API point that Apple provides and look up all your history of the web, pull it in, and do whatever they want with it. And so... You know, a lot. most people aren't aware of this, but that's why sometimes it provides a lot of marketing efficiencies and value. Also, though, it is a little Big Brother creepy-ish. And, but furthermore, the data is used for all sorts of reasons that it may or may not have been intended to be used for. So there's a lot of murky gray area there. So when these people opt out, what's going to happen is that Facebook is no longer going to use them for optimization It's no longer going to report on their conversion results. And it's no longer going to be able to use this for some of the audience expansions that they're able to do. Facebook's own guidance is that, you know, measurement's going to be now approximated or statistically sampled or modeled. Sometimes the data is not going to be available for up to 72 hours. 
And so you're going to be flying at least 50% blind in your, in your ads manager when you're looking at, hey, how's this ad doing? It's going to have delayed data that's modeled or approximated with no way to verify it on a dramatically shorter, more strict time window. So this is a big change. You know, here at Wicked Report, first thing that happens, people get set up. How come my data doesn't match Facebook? Which always blows my mind because why would you buy us just to parrot back the same data Facebook's telling you? We should give you insights that are different. But now, I mean, Facebook's not going to have data for a couple days. It's going to be approximated. So that conversation's kind of gone now. It's going to be the wild west of determining... <laughs> what's happening unless you have a measurement tool. So at Wicker Reports, we had made the decision a long time ago to have a privacy compliant solution. So ours is what's called first party data, which means we collect and report and optimize only for that advertiser. We don't share the data with anyone and it's all based on click-based opted in data. There's no concept of shady sniffing around at what you might have been doing in your spare time on watching on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> We're staying out of that. You have to come to the person's website willingly, knowingly click and go there and then we can try, you know, then we can privacy compliant track what's going on and report to the advertiser, specifically based on conversions that occur in their CRM or their shopping cart. So it's real conversions. So when I, when I saw these changes, I kept thinking, you know, the, the way around this was going to be the conversions API, which is still a, a good idea. Facebook has something called the conversions API, which they've been pushing, which is going to push conversion data into Facebook. So my opinion at the time, which has proven to be wrong, was that Facebook's going to get all this conversion data in, and then because we captured it and pushed it in, or, or however someone chooses to send conversion data. Facebook was then going to have that data and be able to use it. But it turns out they're not. If the user has opted out of tracking with Apple, Facebook is not going to use that person's data no matter how you get it to them. Which is puzzling to me because the whole the whole issue is Facebook using this phone lookup. So if they didn't use that and it was an actual legitimate conversion that was captured and pushed to them, why can't they use that? But that's that's the decision that, that's happened. So that means a lot of the optimization of Facebook's gonna be it's gonna be kind of haywire because suddenly you have half of the data you used to have, and particularly if a lot of your conversions were coming from mobile. I mean, you're not going to know unless you can track them some other way, which fortunately we can. <laughs> now, so the conversions API, then why would you use it? Well, you still would want to use it for, it's still pixel insurance, things that the pixel misses. And or if the pixel ever has to go away, this will be the way that conversion data gets fed in. But it is not a workaround. It's not an end around on the IDFA restrictions, which I, I kind of hoped it was going to be a legal way to send Facebook data that was very valid conversion data that they should have the you know ability to use, but they're not going to. They confirmed it a couple times. And I just, my mind <laughs> didn't want to accept it. 
it doesn't hurt our personal business any. And, and advertisers are going to be able to adapt to this. You know, digital media buyers, things are always changing, right? Chaos leads to opportunity. This isn't the end of the world, but there's no, oh, hey, we're just going to do this secret workaround. We're going to be fine. And so I thought it was important to point that out for everyone so that in case you start seeing these silver bullet solutions that undoubtedly people are going to start trying to come to the rescue, there's no workaround for the fact Facebook cannot use the data that people opt out of. So what is the choices? What, what's like the survival guide, if you will, of surviving this? The first thing you have to do is go in with Facebook and verify your domain. It's a simple process. You just go in and do it. You can Google how to do it. Not too tough. The second thing is you're going to want to look at your historical campaigns inside of Ad Manager and pick 7-Day Click to see the impact of the reporting before you take into account they're going to be missing half of the conversions and it's going to be pretty dramatic because people are probably used to looking at 28-day click and for those of you not as versed in marketing attribution a 28-day click window means like if i bought today which is i don't even know what day it is january 8th it looks like so if I buy something on your website today, January 8th, and I clicked on your Facebook ad December 9th, and that was the last click I had on one of your ads, that would be the conversion inside of Facebook. With the changes, two types of conversions are going to be lost. First of all, if I click on something eight days or later, those aren't going to be counted because it's got to be within seven days. Secondly, if Facebook was determining the conversion because they looked up my iPhone, those aren't going to be shown. And, and I decide to opt out of that, those aren't going to be shown either. The losing conversions in two ways, that's going to dramatically impact. And so to counteract that, you need first-party data tracking. You know, I don't want this to be in just an advertisement for Wicked Reports the whole time here. But our solution does, does get you out of the measurement mess because we'll track real privacy compliant conversions that you're able to harvest and collect on your own or us on your behalf, totally legal, GDPR, CCPA compliant, and we have lifetime value attribution. So we're not going to go sniff back secretly to find out who was deserving of what was deserving of a click. We're going to use, you know, standard attribution time windows. But if you get a lead, for example, we have lifetime tracking of that, the value that lead is going to bring you. And so therefore, you'll be able to see, hey, in, in Facebook you won't, but in Wicked Reports you'll be able to see, hey, these leads I bought over the past three months, they keep incrementing in value, and we tell you where you got them in targeting, what the ad set was, or in, in Google, we tell you the Google audience, you can scale your ad spend there in ways that the ad platforms would not be able to tell you. So that's, that's one thing you need, to, you need to get on. The second thing this is highlighted is the importance of first-party data. Now, first-party data means that you or someone on your behalf has collected the data for your use only. So this means in a lot of your marketing where you're relying on the, on the pixels to track views or to build audiences, those people, can't. that's not going to be reliable anymore because if the people have opted out, they can't be included in those audiences. But they can be included if you've harvested their email address. So this means a lot more, op goes, this is back to the old days, back to 2017. 
you're going to want to collect email addresses. You know, if you have some offer, you're going to want to put a opt-in gate in front of it so you can capture them. So if they don't buy, you still can then remarket to them safely without risk. Or if you're doing uh, top of the funnel content, you're doing content views, you're going to really have to try to capture that email address either before or while they're on the page. Third thing I feel people need to do is diversify. You need to be advertising on multiple channels you know, in a sophisticated way. And you need to include SMS and email. It, it all matters. It's not just, hey, the pixel is going to make me rich. <laughs> it's everything I do is hopefully going to grow my business. Another change is the event manager. Facebook's going to report on eight events, which some people have quite a few events, usually, you know, 20 to 40. Well, there's been mixed guidance. They've said up to eight events, and then they came out with something else that said, hey, you can have more than eight events, but it depends on this and that. So that's still a murky area. But one thing that's kind of sort of not talked about much is that they say they're going to prioritize the most valuable event. So I said, hey, what does that mean? And they said, well, if, if someone views content and becomes a lead and then adds to cart, we're going to prioritize the add to cart in our optimization. So imagine if you were trying to get leads and those leads went and added to the cart and maybe only 20% of the leads added to the cart, but Facebook prioritizes that event in their algorithm. How does that affect uh, campaigns where a less priority event was the goal of the campaign? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like they just kind of threw that in there. Kind of reminds me of the COVID bill where there's just a thrown-in thing about alien research having to be released. It's like, why is that in there? So that the combination of all this, Facebook, and I'm saying Facebook, but also Pin and Snap, they're all going to be a lot, they're going to be a lot different. They, the, things are going to be different. Campaigns that used to work great are going to work less. Old school ways of marketing are going to come back in vogue and, and, and work pretty well. People that prioritize lifetime value over immediate hourly results are going to be the ones that start to kill it. And, um, you know, another thing is to consider, you know, when you're capturing first-party data, take another look at Google's ability to do that. Because there's Google lead forms, there's Google audience targeting, which is similar to Facebook ad set targeting. It's not quite as deep, but it's pretty good. It's really good, actually. You can, create, you can target people rather than having to, you know, it used to be a lot more complex. And now there's a lot of ways to target humans and link to call to action forms where you can collect first party data, which you can then report on and then scale. So we're shifting some of our ad spend over to that actually, as, as we speak. I've been working on a couple videos out here in the tundra <laughs> that's going to be in my Google ads. So to help prepare people, I want you to like, it's important to comprehend all this stuff. So you're going to need to do your research because where it's really going to hit the fan, in my opinion, is March 1st. Because the change is going to hit late January. People still be in denial. Be tons of drama. All of a sudden around Valentine's Day is when um, people will be like, oh man, this is bad. And then come March 1st, it's going to be full-fledged. Oh my God, what are we going to do? That's my personal prediction. We'll see if it comes true or not. Perhaps Facebook's statistical modeling will cover up for all these changes. You know, that's a tough order for the statisticians over there. Fly 50% blind and still pr provide the same value. I mean, that 
that's tough. I'm a data guy myself. You need data to, to do your job. So to help test your understanding of this and um, to help you prepare, we have uh, an iOS 14 quiz and a survival guide. So you take the quiz and then as part of that nurture sequence, we're going to email you the iOS 14 survival guide so that you know all the steps that we think you can take to take advantage of this chaotic situation and, you know, use it for the best. Because, I mean, all you can do in life is take the next best step, as one of my teachers has taught me. And so this is just another chance to do that. So I, I wish you all the best in these upcoming exciting times. And thanks for listening. Uh-huh.